Hey guys, Abel here with the Sustainable Self-Development Podcast. And in this episode, I have prepared something special for you. And it is a roundtable discussion of sorts with five awesome fitness figures who are also big on self-improvement and personal development. And the discussion is on goal setting. So the five of them, and with me, the six of us, will provide our take on how to set awesome, inspiring, and ambitious goals, how to make sure that we pick goals that are achievable but are still exciting, how to set ourselves up for success as opposed to disappointment, and what to do on a daily basis to make sure that we continually progress towards these goals. So for this discussion, I asked five people who have been on my podcast before, namely Mario Tomic, Radu Antonio, Sarah Doyle, Alex Ferrari, and Danny Lennon. So the way uh, this will go is I'm going to introduce each of the speakers. They will say what they have to say, and then I will briefly comment on what they said. And at the end of it, I will give my own two cents on the topic. So I hope you enjoy this. Use the timestamps in the description to navigate here. And without further ado, uh, let's hear what they have to say. So we are going to start with Mario Tomic, who have appeared on my podcast two times already. He's one of my favorite internet personalities, period. He talks about some of the topics that are closest to my heart, which is improving body composition, as well as just improving yourself as a person, as a whole. He is very active on YouTube. He basically every day uploads some awesome content on the themes of losing fat or gaining muscle, workout videos, and even things like productivity tips or motivational videos. So... Awesome guy, great content producer. Let's hear what he has to say. Hello, everybody. It's Mario Tomic here. I hope you're doing well. Abel has asked me to share a couple of ideas on goal setting with you guys. And I find this topic to be very fascinating. I consider myself a very goal-driven person. We like to set goals, not just for myself, but also for all my clients. I find goals to be an extremely useful tool for directing energy. Feel like a lot of us have much more energy than we think a lot of our energy is being wasted because we don't have clear goals but having said all of that oftentimes i think we obsess about setting goals way too much and why am i saying that well what are goals and let's try to define a goal the way i see this is that a goal is merely a direction and once you have that clear direction the goal itself it's practically useless for getting you there. Let me give you an example. So let's say your goal is to squat 300 pounds. I mean, that's a fantastic goal. However, the only way you're gonna get to that 300 pound squat is by having a schedule of showing up in the gym, practicing the squat. So you only get there by committing yourself to a process. And it's important to have clarity, of course, to know where you're going. But once you know that, it makes very little difference for you getting there. And what we really need to focus on more is how do we figure out a schedule of execution and then commit to executing that process consistently. So consistency is really what drives results. And I really love this quote by James Clear, this guy that I highly recommend you to follow if you're interested in habits and personal development. He said, Rome wasn't built in a day, but they were laying bricks every hour meaning that the goal can only be achieved by laying those bricks, not thinking how great the building will look like when it's done. And I see a lot of people falling in this trap, just imagining and, and visualizing and thinking about that grand big goal while missing the picture of that it really comes down to day-to-day -day actions and good things and big goals, they take time. And even if you have that great vision, it's not going to become a reality if you don't have a clear process that you can execute on a daily basis. So in other words, going back to the brick analogy, you have to find a way to lay another brick every day. In the squat example is how can you go to the gym to practice your squat two, three times a week? And when and exactly is that going to happen? That would be a much more valuable insight Imagine that even if you don't set yourself up with a goal, let's say squatting 300 pounds one year from now, but if you do go to the gym and you focus on just being a little bit better every time with your squat, you might get to that 300 pounds anyway. The process is so much more powerful than the goal itself because once you have the goal, as we said, it is 
totally useless for actually achieving it. I mean, it can serve as a good motivator, but I often find that people miss out on the process. Now, a lot of times I get asked, how would I define a good goal? What is, in my opinion, a good definition? Well, the way I see this is that it's important to have a goal that is large enough to keep you motivated, basically something that is a challenge, but it's not too far outside of your comfort zone to overwhelm you. But at the same time, it's not too much inside of the comfort zone, so it's boring. So if I told you right now, okay, go to the gym, do one push-up, and come back home. I mean, even if you do that, it's gonna be boring for you and you're gonna stick with it. Let's say if I go, if I tell you, go to the gym and do 10,000 push-ups and 5,000 squats and 50 sets of curls and 50 sets of deadlifts and all of that, that's probably too much, right? You're gonna be telling me, okay, you dude, you're crazy, right? So it's important to find that sweet spot. And there is a sweet spot that is just outside of that comfort zone, the right amount where it is going to expand your comfort zone just a little bit. And once it expands, once that becomes your new comfort zone, then you can expand it further and further and further. And that's how you can baby step yourself to expanding your comfort zone so much that you're now maintaining uh, an incredible life and with no effort. And another thing is that I wanna point out here is something that I don't see a lot of people talk about, but there's also a sweet spot between having a grand vision for a goal and also logically approaching a goal. And these are two extremes that I often see with a lot of people from the personal development world when it comes to goal setting. On one hand, we have the dreamers, right? These dreamers have great visions of the future. They're very motivated to achieve big results, but they don't work out a clear logical process of getting there. So these people have a grandiose vision. They see how they could impact the world. It's very motivating. It's very exciting. They, they live very enthusiastically. They wake up thinking about that goal, but they never really put it into the right course of action. They don't put it into those small steps. And then on the other hand, we have the heavy intellectuals who basically break down every little goal to a realistic science. And for them, the goal is achievable, but there's really no joy or excitement there anymore. They're not enthusiastic at all because now they turn that grandiose vision into a grind. So it's kind of like that striking a balance between vision and grinding, finding a purpose in it, but at the same time, just thinking about, okay, how do I go through this today that I have to go through to have a better tomorrow and to move closer to achieving my outcome. And it's about that balance of dreaming big to get motivated, but also executing daily to get progress. And both are, I would say, equally valuable. At some point, if, if you're truly looking to achieve something great, uh, these are very, very important to, to balance out. Now, the question is how big or small or long-term, short-term goals you, you should be focusing on. And I would like to first point out here, uh, one of the most common mistakes I see a lot of people make which is basically taking on too many goals at once. And before you decide this year that you wanna get to 8% body fat, you wanna build a seven-figure business, you wanna take a two-month meditation retreat somewhere mid-year, you wanna travel the world, you wanna find the love of your life, you wanna fix your relationship with your parents, uh, think about what is the priority, right? I'm not saying that any one of these goals is less or more valuable. However, trying to do all of these is a recipe for disaster. Trying to change everything at once usually doesn't work out. And I'm not saying that this can't be done, I'm not saying that all these can't be done, but they probably can't be done at the same time. It's that good old saying, you know, the man who chases two rabbits catches neither. So you gotta prioritize and commit to one big goal. And you can have one or two smaller goals on, on the side, but it is important for you to be able to immerse yourself in that one goal where you can direct your energy and your attention so you can pass a certain threshold and really expand that one area of your life, whether it's health or business or whatever it is, to a certain level where you can actually maintain it. So then you can go back and focus on another area. And really the analogy that I like to use here is, imagine a gas stove with four burners, right? Let's say your goal is to reach boiling temperature on each one of those four burners. But 
you have a limited amount of gas. And let's say each burner is one area of your life. So you have health, you have business, you have love relationships and meaning, right? So you have those four areas. If you amp up health, let's say you really focus on the gym, right? You put in everything you got in your nutrition, your gym, you really crush it, you go at it, let's say, every day, right? You're thinking about it, you're obsessed with it, learning about it, executing, and you really reach that bowling temperature and you're getting massive results in your health. But if you think about it, because the gas is limited, your energy being the gas, the other burners won't have enough gas to reach boiling temperature at the same time, right? So gas is your energy and you're focusing your time. And as much as we can develop ourselves and become super efficient, there's a limit of how much we can do at once. So you wanna manage your gas, you wanna set your priorities so you can actually focus on the right burner and get that burner to start getting to that threshold. And once it reaches a certain threshold, once the thing is cooked, then you can focus on something else and then get that area fixed. And then you can come back and basically decide which ones you wanna prioritize. And this is gonna be very individual for you. So pick wisely what you're gonna focus on, decide and commit to a period of immersion in one area and you're gonna be able to crush it and get results much, much faster. And now, how do you plan to make sure you're achieving those goals? How do you make sure that those goals are achievable? And according to research, I mean, what we can see, I mean, people will often see, define this as the biggest problem to reaching a goal is the lack of commitment. And there's a very interesting study actually back from 2011, I think from uh, Gabriel Otigen, and she's the author of the book, uh, Rethinking Positive Thinking, one of my favorite books. And in this study, they had three groups, and group one was kind of that traditional group that was um, imagine the positive future, right? They told them, okay, imagine all the benefits you're gonna get of this uh, bright future, how you're gonna have all the success, the, the typical kind of law of attraction stuff, you know, visualize and you're gonna get there. And then you got, got group two, which was asked to think about all the negative aspects of the current situation. So it's kind of trying to get that emotional leverage in themselves to motivate them to do and to change. And this is also very common advice. So this you have group one and two, and then group three was went through a very interesting method, a very interesting process called mental contrasting, which uh, Gabriel Otigen, I think is the first one to actually come up with this concept, is basically they first imagined that positive future, so they knew the outcome, so they, they know how it feels and they really imagined hard, so they, they know exactly what it's, feel, what it's gonna feel like when they achieve their goal, but then they do a reality check. So they have to contrast that positive future with the current reality. And why is this so powerful, right? Why is comparing the fantasy with reality so powerful? Well, the researchers found that this contrasting technique was effective because it actually helps people to make specific plans of action and it helps them to take responsibility. The opposite of the contrasting, of course, would just be to focus on that positive visualization, basically zero action taken, you know, just mental masturbation, or focusing on negativity to get that leverage. But again, even with leverage, you're not really motivated for a long time, right? You, you easily forget that because we hate a negative emotions. As human beings, we don't like to uh, fill our minds with negativity so much, at least not most people. While each one of those can be helpful, actually, I mean, a lot of people will find that negativity and having leverage in themselves really helpful as well as a lot of people find positivity to be helpful. Looking at the research, combining both is looking to be a much better approach. And it seems to be a very good solution to use this mental contrasting when you're setting your own goals. And let's say, imagine yourself six months from now, walking on a beach in a sunny weather, you have a six pack, you're, you're totally shredded. And now look at your reality and let's say you have no idea how much you want to eat and how much you need to eat, what to eat, you don't know, macros, calories, you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, you never tracked your diet and you have no idea how to get there. Now to go from your reality to that ideal outcome will be challenging, but the research has shown that if you realize how hard it is going to be, so if you actually think, okay, I know it's going to be hard but I believe I can do this if I figure out the right process, if I watch the right YouTube channels, if I read the right books, you will actually outperform people who think it's going to be easy because these people will ignore all the steps in the process because you know it's going to be hard, you're actually going to prepare. 
you're actually going to put in more effort. And that's why mental contrasting can be very, very effective. And don't get me wrong, I don't think this is for everybody. I think most people are not able to do mental contrasting because most people rather lie to themselves and live in that uh, cognitive dissonance because our natural reaction is to actually avoid bringing that fantasy and reality together. It, it becomes extremely uncomfortable. It actually causes physical pain to be in cognitive dissonance and most people will want to avoid any kind of negative emotions. If you talk to people who are smokers, they're gonna tell, well, I'd like to quit smoking this year. Well, sure, I mean, but they're, they're in a moment of cognitive dissonance if they really wanna quit smoking because they know smoking is bad and they're currently smoking and it causes pain. So they're gonna have to self-justify and usually what people will say some uh, stuff like, oh, I'm just a social smoker, I'm not that bad or they're gonna try to reduce the scope of the dissonance. Maybe they're gonna say, well, I just eat a couple of, um, I mean, I eat fruits and vegetables so it's fine if I continue smoking or it's not that bad, people do a lot worse stuff. I mean. People will find ways to self-justify to reduce the dissonance and avoid any kind of negative emotion. So this mental contrasting is actually very tough to do. But if you're listening to this right now, I know you're interested in um, developing yourself, becoming the best human being that you can be, you can actually apply this and make those concrete plans and take action and you will be able to crush it. And last thing here that I want to point out is how do you keep yourself on track day to day? What is kind of that day to day vision? And what is the method that I use? And this is something I don't know that many people that use this. And I like to create an idea. And this is something, an exercise that I give to all my clients is create your ideal 24 hours, right? Design the ideal 24 hours. We all have 24 hours. Right, Gandhi has 24 hours, uh, Einstein had 24 hours, Da Vinci had 24 hours, Socrates has 24 hours, everybody has 24 hours. Design your perfect 24 hours and strive to achieve those perfect 24 hours every single day. Try to get as close to that as possible, but have it exactly planned out hour by hour. When is it gonna happen? When is gym gonna happen? When is the right food gonna happen? When is your work gonna happen? And all you need to do essentially is just strive to reach that ideal every single day. And one of the comments that I got recently on this idea is uh, one of the members of, of my YouTube community is uh, that reminds him of the Tom Cruise Edge of Tomorrow movie. Basically in that movie, Tom Cruise, uh, every time he dies, he, he's in this time loop and sending him back to the day before the battle where he dies. So he has a chance to kind of change the every time the outcome. And that's literally what our life is, right? We have every single day where we're kind of reborn. You know, it's kind of that new year, new you. It's more like new day, new you, right? Every day you have a chance to make this day as close to your ideal day as possible. And screw-ups are normal. Like everything has ups and downs, highs and lows. I mean, nobody's perfect. Motivation fluctuates. Everything is in a state of flux. It's not a straight line to success, it's never going to be. Humans aren't perfect, they're never gonna be as far as what we know so far. And it's really about doing the best you can to get as close to that ideal day as possible, basically living, having no regrets when you wake up and we go to bed that night, you're like, okay, I did it the best I could today. If it was 15 minutes in the gym and five second meditation, sure, if it was five words in my article that I'm gonna post today for, for tomorrow for my blog, that's fine, right? It is really about doing the best you possibly can. And what this does, because you have that reset mindset every single day, it kind of allows you to step uh, back from that black and white, all or nothing mindset that a lot of people fall into, right? If, if you're not consistent, if you just break your chain of consistency, a lot of people just escalate and just fall off track so far because now they've broken that chain of consistency and it just goes to a totally different extreme. And we know this from dieting world, uh, people will just stick to their diet for let's say a week and they're gonna go out and they're gonna have a meal, you know, that's gonna get them a little bit higher calories and it's gonna be a little fatty meal, but it's gonna make them feel, okay, diet is over. And then they screw up a whole next month because of that. And it's really that black and white thinking that is preventing a lot of people from sticking and being consistent. As we said earlier, consistency is the absolute key to reaching a goal. So with the black and white thinking, think about being reborn every single day and you have the opportunity to make this the best day, getting as close to that ideal day as possible. And having a coach or being a member of a group actually helps a lot, helping you just be on track and help you figure out what you need to do in those 24 hours. And it doesn't have to be forever, right? And people say coach, mastermind group and things like that. 
temporarily getting a coach, even for a couple of weeks, is enough just to turn some of those behaviors into solid habits. And once you turn things into habits, they demand a lot less willpower, a lot less energy, a lot less focus. They happen automatic. Imagine if you had to think about every little step for tying your shoes every day, right? You'd, you'd be exhausted, right? It's gonna take like 10 minutes. Instead, it happens automatically. You're not thinking about it. And it's very similarly, let's say your goal is fat loss. Once you master the skills of tracking nutrition, regularly going to the gym, progressively training, increasing weights in the gym, having most of your calories come from whole healthy foods and getting to bed on time, you're easily going to be able to maintain those habits yourself once you've mastered and once you went through the process just long enough to go through that initial period once this becomes the new you. And that's uh, something I want to close this uh, little talk here with. I want to thank Abel for inviting me to share uh, my viewpoint on goals. I probably took it a little bit of a hard tangent here uh, into the whole realm of self-development. I hope you guys enjoyed and you got a lot of value out of this. And um, yeah, aside from that, again, thank you for your time. Thanks, Abel, for inviting me. And uh, I will uh, see you guys uh, soon. Thank you, Mario. Man, this was an awesome overview on goal setting and you really went all out on this one. And this little speech really highlighted two of the things that have been really critical for my own development in terms of goal setting. Namely, for one, the concept of just trying to do everything all at once or trying to take everything to the next level at the same time. And really, this is just a recipe for burnout for the most part. I really liked the analogy with the stove where you have too many fires open at the same time with only one gas tank. So great point, focus on one thing at a time and then you can bring up all the other stuff once you gain momentum. And the other thing, of course, is getting out of this black and white thinking, which I think uh, humans are wired for to some degree, that we either want to go all in for a goal, or if our progress is less than perfect, then it's not as exciting anymore. And this little switch happens in our brain, which can result in binge eating in the context of a diet, for example, or throwing in the towel in the context of some project. And really, it's a learned skill to learn to settle for less than optimal, but still good progress at times and to focus on the long term. So awesome points, Mario. Again, check out his stuff on his YouTube channel under the name Mario Tomic and his website too at shockingfit.com. And now let's go to the next speaker, Sarah Doyle from Better Life Project. Hello everyone, my name is Sarah Doyle. I'm the founder, life coach, mentor and speaker of The Better Life Project. Before I talk about one of my most favorite things, which is goal setting, I want to thank Abel for including me in this incredible roundtable discussion on goal setting just in time for the new years. Goal setting is one of the most powerful tools that we can use for thinking about our ideal future and motivating ourselves to turn this future into reality. Now, there are many tools out there that will support us set and achieve our goals. And this is great because I believe the tools that we use are one of the most important parts that will determine our success. But for many people, they pursue the standard wisdom for achieving goals, which is to set a specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and timely goal otherwise known as SMART. But if I am really honest with you guys, I've never been into SMART. I've never used it with either myself or my client. And I wanna share with you guys three really quick reasons why. And then give you guys or share with you all a template that I use with my clients that helps them achieve the levels of success they've only dreamed of. The first reason I don't think SMART is very good is because it doesn't empower us to forge an emotional connection with our goals or our why. How we feel about our goal will be the reason why we achieve, will be the reason why we succeed, overcome setbacks and take ownership over it. Our goal is a vehicle to help us connect with a feeling that we are looking to achieve, to have in our life. If your goal is to squat double body weight, the goal is to actually 
probably feel strong or empowered or a sense of accomplishment or pride. And the double body weight squat goal is the vehicle that you will use to connect with that why. The desire that you ultimately crave, the feeling that you want above all else, that is the goal. So we almost need to reverse engineer what it is that we want so that we will guarantee we will feel the way that we want to feel at the end of the day. The second reason I don't dig SMART too much is because it is so outcome focused and it does nothing to prepare us for the potential, the inevitable failures or setbacks that we will experience. SMART focuses on a set of tangible and external elements and not enough on the process or the internal drivers. And the third reason I ain't into gold or smart too much is because it fails to fuel our inner fire. Now, there is a lot of research out there that will suggest internal factors or your mindset are much more likely to lead to long-term success. In addition to that, research shows that when we take ownership over our goals, we are far more likely and far more committed to them, the goal becomes ours and it becomes a part of our identity. If you guys can picture a iceberg, and many of us have seen this mem floating around social media, we only ever see 15 or 20% of that iceberg, <clears throat> excuse me, above the water. We see the success, we see the failure, but we never see what goes on below the surface. And that is where the magic happens. And for me, SMART fails to address where that magic is underneath. It fails to address the mindset and the motivation. For me, when I'm setting goals, when I'm working with clients to achieve their goals, I use a 12-week model that I really simply refer to as your goals program or your goals model. So here are a few really quick tips to help you guys. Write down your goal. Goals will focus your attention. It will increase your confidence by building new competencies. It will strengthen your resilience and your problem-solving skills. Writing your goal down is not only a great way to accomplish it, but it'll help you take ownership and feel motivated. Focus on the process. Now, there are three different goals that you can achieve. Uh, process goals, outcome goals, and performance goals. Now, if you're listening to this, maybe you're looking at setting some sort of fitness or health goals. So when deciding on your fitness goal for the new year, typically your goal will be an outcome goal to lose two stone or to run 10 kilometers or a process goal to go to the gym three times a week. Now, whilst all of these goals have merit and are pretty awesome, a process goal has significantly more benefits if you struggle with motivation or consistency. So... Make a goal to eat at least two home-cooked meals a day. Make a goal to go for a walk three times a week. Make a goal to go into the weight section in the gym twice a week. You see how much more powerful it is when you focus on that process because we all know that daily consistent action will lead to success. So why not make your goal about the daily consistent action, the process? Now, your goal needs to be a 12-week plan and that needs to be made up of four elements, a start and an end date. That's really easy. Sub goals or milestones, daily tasks, and some sort of celebratory or reward system. Now, the number one reason most people don't achieve their goals is because they set goals that are far too big and way too vague. So, you need to start by thinking small and break your goal down. Now, when I'm working with a client, I will break that goal down with them into about 12 sub goals, which is one thing that they need to achieve every week to show them that they are moving closer to the goal. This will help them re remain focused, driven, upbeat because they experience success and confident. There is no better way to feeling confident than actually to experience success and see where it is that you're getting better. Now, many of us, the challenge will be to develop daily habits that will support our success. So write down about three things that you can do every single day, three things that will eventually become habit and take the hard work out of your goals. And the final thing that I think that you need to do is to remember to always celebrate your success. So many of us will beat ourselves up at the first time of something going wrong. But when have you ever celebrated your success? Now, it could be anything. Treat yourself to a sports massage, buy a new training top, buy an awesome inspirational poster. 
But remember, there's no such thing as pushing the goalposts back. There's only forgetting to celebrate your success before you create a new goal. Celebrating your accomplishments can help you reach your milestones and your goal faster than you ever thought possible. So there it is, guys, my do's and don'ts for effective goal setting. Stuff that you need to know to help make your goals a reality. I hope that you have found this helpful and I am so excited again to be a part of such an awesome round table. Guys, I wish you the best of luck with all of your goals and I hope that each and every one of them will become your reality. Take care, all the best. Thank you, Sarah. Awesome points. I really like the idea of focusing on certain set of habits instead of focusing on the outcome. So for example, many people who might want to lose weight to a large extent, having an inclusive mindset with their diet instead of an exclusive one can actually take them quite far. So for instance, focusing on hitting a certain number of veggie servings or drinking a certain amount of water can automatically result in quite considerable weight loss, especially if someone is not very lean yet and is of course a lot less stressful than having a restriction-based approach where they just think about how little they can eat. So great point. Also, I like the idea of breaking down your goals into small action steps. I mean, large, grandiose goals are sure very exciting, but by themselves, they likely to just be overwhelming. And also by breaking them down into small action steps, it kind of defines what you need to do on a daily basis. So great points. It was an honor to have you speak on this discussion and check out Sarah's stuff on thebetterlifeproject.ie. And you can also find The Better Life Project on YouTube under the same name. So highly recommend checking it out. And now we will go to our next speaker, the one and only Radu Antonio, who, in my opinion, should be the role model for anyone who wants to create awesome content on YouTube. So let's hear the good word, man. Hello, this is Radu from Think It Live. Abel asked me to give you a few ideas on goal setting. So here we go. I think a good goal is one that forces you to develop yourself. The real value of a goal is not what you get. The real value of a, of a goal is the person you have to become to get it. If you set a goal to become a millionaire, for example, the real reward is not the million dollars. It's the person you have to become to get there. Because once you made your first million, you could give it away if you wanted. It wouldn't really matter. Because you have, develop, you have developed yourself to the point where you could earn a million dollars again and you could do it easily. It's the same with fitness. The real value of getting a nice physique is not how you look, but it's the qualities you have to develop to get it. Things like self-discipline, embracing failure, patience, persistence, and so on. A good goal is one that scares you and excites you at the same time. That means that your goal must be big. When thinking about it, you must feel some fear because you know you're not good enough to get it right now. If you set a goal that is mediocre, you'll not be motivated. Nobody tracks calories and lifts weights diligently to get to 15% body fat and to have some muscle mass. Only if you strive for a big goal, you will feel that your work has meaning. And I think the best way to go after a goal is to follow a mentor. Find someone who knows how to get to where you want to go and follow exactly what they tell you. You don't need to spend hundreds of hours to create a good plan of action. They can give it to you in a few minutes. So for fitness goals, either get a coach or buy a fitness program. Now, to actually stick to the disciplines, you have to change your habits because the conscious mind, our thoughts are not what control our actions. Most of our behavior is habitual, meaning it happens without any conscious thought. So uh, if you have a problem with self-discipline, I highly recommend you start studying Bob Proctor's material or anyone else's that teaches habit change. I like Bob Proctor because he will teach you how uh, your mind works and how you can develop the habits that will take you to your goal. This is uh, my opinion. I hope it um, helped you. So I wish you success and uh, thank you. Thank you, Radu. Fantastic points. I love the idea of setting goals for what you will become if you achieve them. I mean, one time I did an exercise that I actually learned from you, Radu, and that was writing down a hundred reasons for why you want to achieve a certain goal. And I didn't get to quite a hundred, but I was close. And frankly, I just didn't get to a hundred because I got lazy while writing them down. 
but I actually came up with at least 20 reasons within like five minutes. And it really revealed to me that what I initially thought motivated me about achieving that goal was not really what it was. And it was much more so that I could really feel that if I actually achieve this goal, I will be a whole different person by the end of that process. So great points. Radu is so good at breaking these things down in a simple manner. And if you want to hear more cool stuff from him like this, I linked a couple of his videos in the description that you should check out. His YouTube channel is so awesome on the topics of fitness and to, to just become a better person on a whole. So check his stuff out under his name Radu Antonio and also his website Lift is a great resource. So keep up the great work, man. And now we come to Alex Ferrari, who is a good friend of mine. He has a website on thebroscientist.com and he is probably at this point only a few days or weeks away from getting his PhD. Super smart guy and I have no doubt that he will soon become one of the best known figures in the health and fitness and personal development sphere. He produces amazing content on fitness and nutrition. He has done the Bayesian Bodybuilding PT course together with me and I believe he received the best score on the final exam out of roughly 200 students. So super smart guy and let's hear what he has to say. What's up everybody? This is Alex. Thanks very much Abel for inviting me to this roundtable about goal settings. So let's jump right into it. What do I define as a good goal? I'm not, a, a, let's say, a fan of small manageable goals. Well, we'll get to that, but let me tell you, what I define as a good goal is a goal that is huge, is grandiose, it's a goal that should scare you, it's a goal that should uh, makes your you know like your 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 heart beating faster you give giving you a goosebumps like uh, grant cardone said you can use his advice in his books in his book the 10 times rule is when you set a goal make it 10 times bigger 10 times harder because only like that you will be uh, willing to take action but on the other hand you might say well if i see such a huge goal such an achievable goal then I might not even start because it's really daunting and I agree with you. So what you should do is what um, Gary Keller, I think his name, wrote in his book, the, uh, the One Thing. What you should do is take this goal and then you break it down in very, very, very minute, minute chunks. Chunks that you can do on a daily basis, even if you're crazy enough, on a hourly basis. In this way, you will always win because every little part of this goal can be achieved on a daily basis giving you momentum because you will feel getting going all the time so how do you stick to this goal well you stick to this goal by making it smaller so making it in small chunks and and by achieving it you gain momentum also set a goal that you are passionate about that you know that is making an impact in your life, that is changing things. That's why it's important to have a grandiose goal. This is, this is my take on my on goal settings. Uh, I hope you enjoyed and uh, thanks again, Abel, for, for this opportunity and bye everybody. Thank you, Alex. Uh, awesome points, man. So folks, remember to, for one, set a big and inspiring goal, but then also create small and manageable action steps for yourself. Because ultimately, it's the small everyday actions that will yield big results, not the grand gestures just every once in a while. So great points, man. And again, check his stuff out on thebroscientist.com. Also, he's on YouTube under the same name, and he recently published a really long comprehensive piece on what foods to eat for a cognitive function and to increase brain power, which is, of course, pretty cool for us who want to do cool stuff with our brains. So thanks, Alex. Keep crushing it, man. And with that, we have arrived to our final speaker here, Danny Lennon, who is, in my opinion, just has the best podcast in the realms of health and fitness. And I'm talking about Sigma Nutrition Radio here. It really is outstanding. It really is an outstanding resource to learn about some pretty geeky nutritional and health principles. So I highly recommend uh, you guys check it out. So with that, let's hear what Danny has to say. 
Hey guys, this is Danny Lennon of Sigma Nutrition and Abel has asked me to give a couple of tidbits of advice around goal setting uh, and hopefully something here will be useful to you. First off, I should probably say that this is by no means my area of expertise and there's probably far more smart people to, to be able to give advice in this area. But here are a couple of things that I think I've particularly found useful when it has come to, to trying to set goals or at least what we try and get our, our clients at Sigma Nutrition to think about when we're making plans in the longer term. And I think the first kind of topic that I always try and bring up is this uh, kind of trade-off between looking at goal setting from the perspective of outcomes versus behaviors. Because so often we can look at an end outcome that we want and think that is our goal to strive for. Uh, and, and that's good to have, but really what we need to be focusing on is what is the kind of action steps we need to take to get there and make those action steps our actual goal that we keep doing. So how can we take those behaviors? Um, so as a maybe a practical example, if we think about this in terms of weight loss, a lot of people may say, oh, it's my goal to lose 10 pounds, right? And it's never mind that it's quite an arbitrary goal and maybe doesn't have uh, enough specificity or, or time constraints on it. But just simply saying, I want to lose 10 pounds, you're basing everything on one end outcome. So on a given day, what you will weigh on a scale. And really, it doesn't really inform all that much of, of what you need to be doing. And so while initially it might be useful as at least getting you started, it doesn't give you the tools to be able to go about that and, and, and actually be successful in it. So instead of looking just purely at the outcome, we would then say, okay, instead of looking at just, okay, you wanna lose 10 pounds, what are the behaviors and habits that you would need to do each and every day in order to get to that end outcome? And so that may be making sure certain foods are in the house, making sure other foods aren't in the house, making sure that you have a daily activity uh, routine or that you're training regularly or that you are being able to track your uh, calorie intake or maybe you're weighing your body weight each morning. All these different behaviors and habits that we can use with people to help them improve their body composition, they then become the goal. So instead of just purely thinking about <clears throat> my endpoint, you now start thinking every day, okay, my goal today is to do this, this, and this. And they are behaviors and actions to take. And when you do that, then over time you are bound to achieve the goal. So it's really thinking about the process as opposed to the end outcome. Uh, and I think this was really summed up well by Alberto Nunez of uh, 3D Muscle Journey, who uh, on my podcast said something to the effect of big picture goals for motivation process goals for getting there. And that really kind of sums up this uh, thesis that I talked to people about that, yeah, you, you have these big uh, ambitious goals that you want to do, do and keep them in mind because they will give you that initial motivation. But in order to actually realize them, you need to come up with the action steps, the behaviors, the habits, the things you need to do every day in order to get there and then make them the thing you re-look at every single day and say, okay, my goal today is to do these things. Um, and then I think you will be um, successful. Um, the final thing I'll add on this is is another person who's kind of influenced me in, in me trying to, to set goals or to try and achieve things. And that's um, Tim Ferriss uh, in his book that he wrote, well, probably nearly 10 years ago, I'd say now at this stage, the four hour work week. Uh, and while many people have different opinions about uh, Tim Ferriss or some of the ideas in that, I think there's so much uh, wisdom that I got from a couple of those early chapters in that book. Uh, and one that was particularly important for me that's kind of influenced a lot of how I make decisions on, on things to do in life and, and, and what should be important goals is he said something to the effect of that excitement is the more practical pseudonym for happiness. And I think this is really important because when we try and do things that we think will make us happy, it becomes very, very difficult because happiness isn't as a, a clear and tangible thing as we would like and it becomes sometimes uh, difficult to imagine when we achieve something how we'll actually feel at a time point because if it takes us one year or two years or five years we'll literally be a different person by then uh, and so it's hard to know what that person will actually enjoy and and often when we think of happiness it's very hard to nail down 
what that feeling really is uh, and how we will we will feel and how we can do that so instead of trying to do things that you think will make you happy by chasing the the actions and 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 the goals and the achievements that excite you the most i think that's the best way to go about it so pick big goals that are uh, ambitious but really really exciting to you and then once you have those in mind and you are really motivated by how exciting they are, then go back and look at the process that needs to get there and then make those daily routines and habits and, and tasks the goal that you have to, to, to account for. And um, that, that's all I've got on it. I think hopefully something in there is useful to you. Um, and uh, that's it. So um, hope it was useful. Thank you, Denny. I really love your points about striving to lead an exciting life as opposed to a happy one, quote-unquote. Because it's really hard to define what happiness is, but we all know what it's like when we are excited about something day-to-day. We all know what it's like to wake up on any given day and jump out of bed to finally take on the day. If anything, you probably all know what it's like to open your email inbox and you just can't wait to see a message from someone. Now, ideally, you have much more exciting things waiting for you, but... If you can set goals for yourself that constantly keep you excited about your day-to-day, then you're doing it right. And funny how you brought up Tim Ferriss because I just revisited his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, and there definitely are a lot of amazing tidbits in it that anybody could apply to their own lives. So I actually plan on uh, reviewing that book on my YouTube channel at some point. So thank you so much, Denny. It was awesome input that you just gave. Keep up the great work, man. I hope to chat with you soon on another podcast someday and definitely check out his stuff, sigmanutrition.com and his podcast, Sigma Nutrition Radio. Really, really cool stuff. So that was it for from our guests. I really think they shared some really fascinating insights. And finally, I'd like to share my take on the matter uh, as well. So what I think at this point is that, yes, I very much agree that you first need to set a big goal that inspires you. I mean, sitting down and writing down a big goal during a brainstorming session can be highly rewarding. And I definitely think that the idea that you shouldn't set big goals and you should just focus on the day-to-day progress is something that in theory maybe could work for some people. But I think in practice, because we are emotionally driven creatures, we need to have this bigger picture thing to look at. So this is both motivating and reassuring at times. When you do a little slip up, maybe you've done something that is not very conducive to your long-term goals, but then it just takes a second to look at the big picture and realize that you still have plenty of opportunities to correct for your mistake. I mean, just think about dieting, for example. Maybe you've overeaten on a given day, but then you realize that, Over the course of maybe eight weeks, in total, you need to accumulate a calorie deficit that is several thousand calories large. So does it really matter that you deviated from your path a little bit on this given day? No, it doesn't really matter. So I'm of the opinion that basically everybody here seems to be that a good goal is something that is big and exciting, is something that gives you a nice little itch when you think of it and that can keep you going during rough times. But then you should also put in the back of your mind and focus on the day-to-day things that you need to do to get there. I mean, if every single day you hyper-focus on the big goal, then if the goal is big enough, then each day you will basically reinforce the fact that you still have a long way to go. But then I also think that over time you'll learn that different goals require a different approach as to how you should think about them. And this always takes a bit of a learning curve, but over time you'll learn it. So for example, for me, when it comes to fat loss, for instance, there is always three steps. The first two are very simple. It's setting the goal of losing a certain amount of weight and then determining how I'm going to get there, which is very easy. It's just putting myself into the right calorie deficit. And then the third step is the most important, and it is getting distracted and thinking about my diet as little as possible and getting into an autopilot. And I always find that the amount of time that I actually think about the fact that I'm dieting is basically linearly proportional to the amount of slip-ups that I'm going to have. So really, the less I think about it, the better. 
And also with fat loss, I always find that it takes about one or two weeks to gain some momentum. And there is always that initial phase where it's a little bit hard to get going. But after that, it's pretty much game on. And with other goals, for example, with growing my podcast, uh, recording interviews like this and doing videos, the key seems to be this notion of ignoring how I feel and just do what I need to do regardless. So not waiting for inspiration or waiting until I feel like actually doing something, but rather just setting up a system and a schedule and work according to that. And really for the majority of the time, this has been a really inspiring notion for me that waiting for inspiration or for being motivated is just quite overrated. Not because it's not awesome to be inspired and motivated, but because those things are heavily influenced by circumstance, by how you feel and how you slept and all of those things, and you can't always control those. And that's why I found that it's better to think in terms of systems. It's creating a system which takes all of the guessing out of the picture and that just allows you to do things on an autopilot and virtually guarantee progress even during times when you don't feel like doing your thing. And there, the biggest hacks, so to speak, for me seem to be using a calendar or a schedule. Anytime I'm using those things, I get far more stuff done when I don't use those things. And this doesn't have to be fancy, but even just having a sheet of paper and just write down the most important things that you need to get done the next day, and then the next day when you get up, you just need to look at it when you wake up is a huge productivity enhancer. Another thing I'd like to mention here, and Radu has touched on this on his round, is that defining your why. So why you want to achieve a certain goal is really critical. And trying to do an exercise where you're writing down as many reasons as you can as to why you're trying to achieve that goal can be really useful because Otherwise, you tend to find yourself in this situation where you just find yourself rather empty after you achieve your goal. You know, when you achieved something and then you say, okay, now what? And it's not always a huge problem, but for me, it definitely resulted in some pretty bad behavior and rebounds after my cutting periods, for example. It also made it difficult for me to work on other projects that I had. So to prevent this, it can be useful to really make a point to define your reasons of trying to achieve that certain goal that you have. One final thing that I'd like to leave you here with is that an inspiring idea I read almost exactly a year ago by a very well-known author and psychologist is that his biggest fear while growing up was that one day he will become one of those. And by one of those he meant those who, after growing up, gave up on the idea that they can do great things with their lives and that they can really take their lives in directions that they always wanted. And that at one point they just gave up on this and agreed to settle for a mediocre life. And when I read that, I also realized that this has also been my biggest fear, that at some point I will just give up on the ambition of doing great things, to live a meaningful life and to and that I will give up on the idea of improving and changing for the better. And as time goes on, I realize that it's getting increasingly harder to keep this child's mind, this growth-oriented thinking that was much easier when we were kids or when we were in our teens. But I think it's more important than anything to keep this mindset and to never give up on it. And one final thought or mantra, rather, that I keep revisiting uh, during times when I fall off track or when I feel like my life is not going in the direction I want it to is today is the first day of the rest of my life. And if you just say this and take a moment to think about what this sentence actually means, it puts things into a whole different perspective. It really helps to help with thoughts of fear and insecurity or regret and lamenting the past. So bottom line is keep setting goals, keep thinking big and and never give up on the idea of improving. So that is my take. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for my speakers here, uh, Mario, Sarah, Radu, Alex and Denny. I highly recommend that you check out their work. I linked to all of their sources in my description. 
they really produce excellent content that will help you to become better than before. So that was it for today, guys. Uh, leave a rating on iTunes and subscribe to me on YouTube to support this channel. And yeah, that was it. Thank you for being here up until now and see you next time.